These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv, riffing, callers, and sketches. Characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. Hi, Abigail. Hi, George. And Abigail Williams. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. It's great to see you again. Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. Each of us are going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, what's making me laugh are Florida felons. (laughs) okay (laughs) alex what's making you laugh this week in honor of the holiday today 420 purple urkel purple urkel oh these are good it's not making me laugh but what's on my mind this week is that bobby brown went on red table talk and admitted that he's on our side and also thinks that whitney was murdered (gasps) bobby yeah so bobby's team funny people Oh, my I mean, God. <laughs> it's not the wrong team. I'll say that. <laughs> there have been worse. We know what we know. We That's know the truth. And we will uncover it one day. All right. That's right. What are we going to talk about this week? Hmm. Mm, this is tough. George, what do you want to talk about? I'm really torn between That's how I feel. <laughs> Florida and Purple Urkel. These are strong feelings of ambivalence because I love both Purple Urkel's and stories about crazy people in Florida. Mm-hmm. Who's got the better story? I don't I know like if my story's better than Alex's. I must say, this is pretty entertaining. All right. Well, All right. I think mine's pretty funny, but I am going to go with Alex on this All right. one. Purple or cool it is. Oh, yes. Ooh, that's me, like my crowd in the background. No. First of all, happy 420 to our listeners, to you all, for anyone who loves the holiday of libation, relaxation, and celebration, as I like to call it. (laughs) I learned that actor Jaleel White, who famously or infamously played Urkel on the 90s hit sitcom Family Matters, is launching his own cannabis brand. What? Wow. Yes. Purple Urkel. Some of you all may be familiar with it. Some of you may not be. I am not familiar about. with it. I am not I'll either. I need to understand why 420 was a holiday. Abigail, I believe you, but George, we'll talk later. <laughs> oh, you know I know my holidays. It's not just Christmas and Easter for me. Well, I also celebrate Halloween, so. Yes. <laughs> Pretty edgy in my world. Purple Urkel is a very popular strand of cannabis. And Jalil White has decided that he is going to launch a brand of cannabises that also include some variants of the strain Purple Urkel. He said this idea came to him after 20 years of hearing about Purple Urkel in popular culture and everybody's talking about, oh, I got some Purple Urkel. So what is Purple Urkel for the people in the back like me? <laughs> a strand of cannabis. Marijuana. You have different strands. And there's a strand out there called Purple Urkel, named for the likeness of the character that Jaleel White portrayed 
so lovely. I don't know if it's a likeness. Did he look it's like a, a flower? Like you know what? Weed? That weed looks like Steve Urkel. No, no, I'm thinking, you know who what? Is that? Somebody is, smoking okay. that weed said that. This, With his okay. glasses and suspenders, that weed over this, there. This is the likeness because he was a scientist, and, oh. and Urkel was always, you know, getting into some different experiments. The suspenders are probably a part of the string. Maybe okay. the film. The stem looks like his suspenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. I think of when I think of him are glasses. If you follow Jaleel White on his social media, he still dresses up as Urkel, still looks just the same, which is crazy, maybe five years older. And then he did a transition to Stefan, those TikTok transitions, mm-hmm. all of this leading up to the launch of his new line, It's Purple. So that's my news today. That's what's been making me laugh. What do you think? This was educational, but you got to give me a little bit of grace here because I'm still new to this whole world. <laughs> okay. I got you, girl. I got you. I will make, I can make pamphlets. We oh, can perfect. have yeah. a seminar. Great. I know lots of things. There's a I, yeah. field trip and a post-vaccine future, I'd imagine. We'll no. have to discuss. No, not oh, for me. Goodness. Somebody has to drive. Okay, yeah, that will be me. That sounds about right. That's the story of my little life. Just call me DD, but it's for driving. <laughs> okay, Alex, you have a secret game for us today. What's up your sleeve? What you got for us? I was thinking about the fact that we're still in the middle of Pan's Labyrinth. And I was like, (laughs) what are some fun games to play with each other virtually? How do you get to know each other? And I love getting to know you all in fun ways. So I wanted to take it old school and bring back Never Have I Ever. Oh, my God. Yes. I thought that it would be fun. If you have anything nearby, maybe wine or drink or... 420 friendly thing. <laughs> uh, same to our list. There we go. Put that bong down. Oh, yeah. Ha ha. Mom, he's lying. <laughs> I can't have anything to drink. I'm on a whole 30, okay? I just can't. Uh, I can't break it. You can take some water. I'm going to say, never have I ever blank. If you haven't done this thing, don't take a sip or a puff or say you haven't done it. But if you have done it, you say, I've done it. And then whatever you want to do behind the scenes is for you. Wow. I'll say um, I've done it. And then I'll drink this unsweetened, dark, bitter, sad chocolate half and half exactly. drink I've got going on here. I have a tumbler of water, people. We're keeping it PG for now. I'm going to drink. Hold well, on. We second. are. We don't know what drink. George is doing. Listeners, grab whatever you need to get you something. Oh, they're going to play along. Join That's genius. To our driving listeners, pull over, allot yourself a couple of hours. Right. <laughs> All righty, guys. Are you ready? Yes. All righty. Okay. Number one, never have I ever got a tattoo. I have. I have not. You're not supposed to say anything, George. Oh, sorry. I have not. Man, okay, already I am water hungover. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Never have I ever stood someone up on a date. Hmm. Mm, I want to think I? about this. 
I don't oh. know for sure. Right. I have, but I'm like, not a hundred percent positive. <laughs> All right, let's define date. Oh, we're getting deep. Uh, okay, let's, here. Let's that sounds like a solid date. yes, George. Okay, right. yes, I guess I have. If I'm <laughs> splitting hairs, probably yes. Yeah, just because you want to sleep tonight doesn't mean the listeners care. Just tell us if you have right. or not. Sip, sip, George. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Never have I ever had a speeding ticket. I'll just let me oh, go. Oh, I'm right just going to go ahead and just drain the whole yeah, uh, yeah. coffee mug here. It's been a minute, but for sure. It has. You know, I'm proud of myself. I'm not I'm jinxing gonna... myself by saying it's been a minute. <laughs> oh, it has. I... I'm going Ooh, under. this is a good one. Never have I ever ghosted someone's text. Is that romantically only or is it friends and stuff? I think it's all forms. I'm actively doing it right now. I ghost people all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. Moving on. Never have I ever lied to get out of going to work. It has happened. I'm just going to have to just. Constantly. And I work for myself. Right. (laughs) All types of stomach viruses and bugs and all sorts of things. But, you know. I probably have daydreamed about it more than I've actually done it, but I have done it probably one handful's worth of times and felt so guilty every single time that I struggled to enjoy the time that I had off. It wasn't worth it. Abigail, you're so sweet. I'm not. Maybe in this area, but. (laughs) My con when I worked for other people, I would go to work when I was sick and then have my manager send me home. And then call out whenever the hell I wanted as sick. And the person thinks, well, he came in when he was sick, so he must be very sick today. So yeah, I never good. got in trouble for it. Now I think in the post-COVID world, you're probably not supposed to go to work when you're sick. So that might not be a good strategy anymore. Now with the COVID world, I never have to go to work again if I don't want to. Slight headache? I'm calling it. <laughs> I got a twinge in my kneecap? I ain't coming. Never have I ever been refused entry to a club. Never been to a club. You've never been to a club? (laughs) I should have known I was going to get a bunch of crap. We're definitely going on that field trip. (laughs) Oh, thank you, George. Oh, I've never been. The idea of standing in line and somebody saying yes or no, I can't enter. I'm like, does that really happen? Do people really do that? Yeah. Oh, I've been kicked out a couple of times. I've been kicked out of clubs a couple of times. No way. What did you do? sleeping public drunkenness being oh, too young to be in the club it's a club yes. sleeping drunkenness isn't everybody in the club drunk yeah so if you're being it's asked a- to leave because of it you're maybe too drunk <laughs> right yeah yeah when i was 18 i had leon who was 21 at the time buy me a drink and we both got kicked out I known <laughs> oh that's love really- how did they know Somebody saw it and they pointed and they was like, go. And it was like, oh, snap. So we had to get out. Oh, my goodness. Um, And we were in Nashville and I was really young and naive and so scared at the time. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then the other time, somebody thought my cousin was smoking weed in the club and he wasn't. And I was mad. Mm, That makes me mad on his behalf or her. I had to advocate for him and we got him back in the club. Yeah, that's That's, good. That's a good friend. Get him back in there. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you for playing Never Have I Ever With Me. Audience, I hope you played along. Hopefully somebody's tipsy or buzzy right now after playing a few rounds of this with us. I probably shouldn't have eaten a gummy for every yes. Hopefully we can make it through the rest of the episode. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's about to be it. <laughs> <laughs>
a couple weeks ago, we improvised a story with our guest, Shakira DeMessier. The story was based on a prompt created by my husband, Professor Chris. This is based on an assignment Chris gives his English students at Kennesaw State University to teach them about transitions. They have to tell a story that might be ridiculous, but logically it moves from sentence to sentence. When we did that bit, I said we would not be reading the story by Chris's class because I'm a bad listener, and I didn't realize that he was going to be doing the assignment with the class. Wow. Yeah. So after the episode comes out, he's like, oh, awesome, you did it. I'll give you the class's story so you can read it. So we are going to be reading the story that the class wrote based on the same prompt. And I also have comments and a grade from Professor Chris. What shall we do first? Get our grade or read their story? I don't want a grade. Let's, um, oh. All right, let's just get our grade. Yeah, let's, let's get our grade. Off. Let's do it. I thought Chris was going to admonish us because we didn't so much create a story as we did a dialogue between a guy and his ghost grandmother. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize until after I listened to it. I was like, oh, that was a conversation. That wasn't a story. It was a story with conversation in it. Thank you. You learned a story about them through conversation. Well, yeah. that's a good point. And I'll tell you what Professor Chris said. Oh. All right. Here. Hold on. Get it. All right. Here you go. Okay. Yeah, this is awesome. A plus. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. my dreams yeah. have come oh, true. Yeah. Last time he gave us an F minus, so the exact <laughs> opposite. Oh, my ouch. How get a minus, minus. Yeah, like, We're already out there, man. You don't have to kick us while we're down. Gag. He says, A plus for writing a ghost character that was, A, herself afraid of ghosts. <laughs> B, experienced self-realization and acceptance of her ghost identity. That's right. <laughs> C immediately asserted grandmotherly don't you sass me chastisement right after her self-realization which was Shakira hello <laughs> and D and that the protagonist had to go to bed immediately after he finished The Bachelor the one thing he cherished most in his life <laughs> well at least we gave it back to him if you were because we were going to say he couldn't watch it anymore and so- then grandmother Shakira said all right <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> and he went to bed. So we got an A+. plus. Let's read the story from Professor Chris's class. And since the story is written sentence by sentence, I thought I'll read the prompt and then we'll go around and each read a sentence. Okay. Having just finished a lackluster dinner and having not yet finished the lackluster finale of The Bachelor, I heard an odd sound outside my bedroom window. I slid the remains of my turkey, Tetrazzini, to the cat. And, mid-row ceremony, crept closer to investigate. As I approached the window, the sound turned into sounds, and my cat turned into cats. The cat continued to replicate wildly, and I was engulfed in a cacophony of mews. Drowned in sound, I fumbled for the window latch, yanked it open, thrust my head out, gasped. After rapidly gulping in the outside air, I looked up and in horror beheld that there were leagues more of them coming straight for me, walking in formation with the precision of the North Korean People's Army. The cats began to form one singular being, and panicked, I quickly retreated backwards from the open window. Who wrote that sentence? (laughs) That was terrible. 
I watched in horror as the giant cat grew angry, his tail slashing and thrashing about. After frantically searching, I swiftly grabbed the remote and promptly turned the TV volume up. I changed the channel to Turner Classic Movies, popped an edible, and hoped that the cat would show up for a cameo as I watched The Birds. Unfortunately, the cat didn't like that I was ignoring it, and a massive paw crashed through the roof, the moonlight framing the dark silhouette of the now kaiju-sized cat. After a moment, the paw was replaced by one enormous eye. The cat had missed with the first swipe, but now that it had spotted me, I doubted it would miss with the second. <laughs> Love what that the heck? <laughs> This is the trippiest thing I've ever read. You can totally tell that writing students did this by the usage of words like fumbled, engulfed, and cacophony. Okay, <laughs> cacophony is always the telltale word. Engulfed in a cacophony of muse is some great <laughs> writing. I love that. That's that's the name of our episode title. <laughs> oh, yes. There was a lot of rhyming, a lot of a thrashing and dashing. And, Frantically. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, Big okay. giant cat, love it. And then you randomly have popped an edible. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I do love that from the same prompt about a lackluster episode of The Bachelor, they wrote a story about a giant cat, and we wrote a story about a ghost grandmother. I don't know if it's the prompt or the people, but it definitely says something. I'm sure a therapist would be able to explain all of this. Yeah, surely. Yeah. There's a Freudian something or other here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. We should do that. We should have a therapist come on and analyze these stories and tell us what it says about us. Oh, yes. Why don't we ask Dr. Beverly? Okay, maybe we'll have Dr. Beverly come on and psychoanalyze our stories. I kind of liked that, Gail. This was a lot of fun. Thank you to Professor Chris and his class for sharing that story with us. We are joined this week by a guest, first time on the show. He's a writer and a comedian, Chris Genovese. How are you doing, Chris? I'm great. How are you, George? I'm concerned I mispronounced your last name. I've never said it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> You did. My ancestors will forgive you. Okay. But Chris will not. They're all right. <laughs> yeah, I will not. But the ghost I'll will I'll carry it with me to the grave. Yeah, what is your last is name that will be pronounced on your grave? Just out right. of curiosity. The graves don't pronounce things. Okay. I said that will so, be pronounced on your right. grave, George. It really does depend on how regional you want to get. I say Genovese. Although I went to an Italian restaurant owned and operated by an actual Italian, and he said it's Genovese. Are you not and, Italian? Uh, I are, I'm Italian, but I'm so many generations removed. And yet I argued with this old Italian man, and he was born there. And yet I still contend that it's Genovese, not Genovese. Hey, it's your name. But say what you How want. How dare he? I'm going to go with the Italian guy. Oh, wow, George. We'd like to welcome writer and comedian Chris Genovese. <laughs> well, I'm welcoming Chris Genovese. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. And I'm Andy. just saying, hey, Chris, what's up? Welcome. You know? Yeah, Alex is the only cool one out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I do like the Mario Kart way. The Genovese, it just sounded like Mario Kart. Anyway, George. You're about to get canceled by the Italian community. Yeah, you're canceled. Exactly. You're still and out. the plumber community. Yeah, you're out. You're way out. Chris, we're really glad to have you on the show. Chris is a really funny writer. You always make me laugh when I see you on stage. What are you working on these days, Chris? 
I've been working on a new show with the sketch group I'm part of called More Than Cousins. We have a show that's debuting at the Wild Heaven Brewery. I think it's in East Point. I'm not sure what part of Atlanta it's in, but it's east-ish. I'll be just, sure to just go east Go east Friday. until you hear people laughing. <laughs> driving east. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the laughter to your east. It's a prom-themed show. It's really, really funny. A lot of funny folks in it. It's May 7th and May 14th. Mark Ruffalo may or may not attend one of these occasions as he features prominently in it. Wow. And there's a dude in our show who works for Marvel and who passed along this tidbit to Mark Ruffalo's publicist. And he said, hey, Mark Ruffalo is a character in our sketch show. And the publicist said, yeah, okay, maybe he'll come. I don't know. It's a, it's wow. a possibility. If Mark Ruffalo comes yeah. to your show by driving east and he somehow makes <laughs> I want to know about it. Seriously. I'm going to be there just in case he shows up. <laughs> Right. I'm just going to be on the east side if of Atlanta no shouting his name. Die. Mark? Mark? Mark, Mark yeah. Ruffalo, like, where are you? I heard you could be here. <laughs> and he'll hear you. He's just like that. Hey, Chris, have you ever ghosted anyone? Yes. How often? Are you a serial ghoster? I was a serial ghoster a long time oh. ago. Chris, I'm in your corner. I ghost people all the time. Obviously not romantically because I've been married for 10 years, but I ghost people left and right. Abigail just meets people I in was, order to I ghost was... them. Yeah, it's like a plan. I just want to feel powerful. <laughs> I was a frivolous single person in my youth five years ago. I was a romantic ghoster, although it's hard to say romantic because they are strangers technically. Uh, <laughs> you, you build up one layer of relationship with them through a Tinder or a Bumble and then you chicken out at the last moment. You're like, oh, and then you delete everything and then find a new alias. Yeah, I'm not a proud of it. You're not a hateful ghoster. I'm an insecure ghoster. Yeah. Aww. I often think that I was so <laughs> to get married before the world of Internet dating. I don't mean that it wasn't around before I got married, but the apps and everything. It's a great tool, but I'm glad I never had to use it. Because, one, I think I would be terrible on there. I cannot take anything seriously. And, two, it feels tough to know if I've got a connection with somebody or an app. It's almost like you were playing the stock market before it collapsed. There's no more stock market. (laughs) (laughs) You got out at the right time. I got out at the right time. Thank God. That's great. (laughs) That's good to know. That's hilarious, Chris. Other than Abigail, are you guys ghosters? Have you ghosted people in the past? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't intentionally ghost, or sometimes I do, but I'll reply back later with the answer to the question. There was this guy that I used to work with that, let's just say they were kind of annoying, but I would just be friendly just to be friendly. They found me on Facebook, and I'm like, mm. crap, friend requested in the inbox forever, finally accepted it, and then they messaged me, hey, how have you been? And literally, I probably let it sit for six months. And then on my birthday last week, they was like, happy birthday. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, now you respond. I don't even think I responded to that. Is that ghosting? I know. I think so. It's a little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's a gray area of ghosting. That sounds like boundaries to me. The woman I uh, used to work with recently sent me a friend request, and I never accept anybody's request, really. And so I left it lingering. And then a few days later, Facebook's like, hey, do you want to accept her request? I'm like, eh. And then a few days after that, she died. Oh, 
And no. I have felt guilty as if on her deathbed. She's like, George, never accept <laughs> <laughs> I have to know what the in stands for. <laughs> You're mildly complicit. No, now no. I'm worried she's going to really ghost me and like this show up here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of ghosting, you're totally going down. Oh, my God, George. That's how they happen. That's how you bring ghosts around you. Yeah, yeah. Her unfinished oh. business is going to be me accepting that friend request. Oh, God. Now oh, I got to accept all those friend requests. <laughs> Chris, while on the subject, what would you do if the ghost of a grandparent appeared at your house? Oh. How would you handle that? Very interesting. I never met my grandfathers. They died well before I was born. If my grandma who most recently passed, came back. It would be fine. I was her favorite, so it would be cool. And we could just talk <laughs> about all the lesser grandkids. Oh, yes. And then if it's my grandma who's still alive who haunted me, I'd get the <laughs> out of there. I don't want to talk to her now. <laughs> yeah, it's not a ghost. That's just like grandma's in your apartment. You've been making me laugh recently because I was watching a short film that you won yeah. an award for. Tell us a bit about it. It's called Typecast, right? Yeah, it's called Typecast. It was written by our mutual acquaintance, Simon Rakestraw, who's a very funny, recently engaged individual. Congrats to Simon. I liked his engagement post. That's like basically best friend. That's what I think. (laughs) I like you, Simon. You're great. We've talked. We've done bits. We do bits every time we hang out. But uh, I'm not going to go to your wedding if you invite me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about getting invited oh by him. My God. I want to get invited so that I can. If I don't get invited, then I will be upset. That would be offensive, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be really offensive of him. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But, but not invite say, you so you can turn down the invitation. Rude. Yeah, oh, I just love turning down invitations. Don't you guys <laughs> just get, get a little bit of a rush every time Again, you say no? It makes you feel powerful to be the one <laughs> who steps out. <laughs> Yeah. As a short dude, I long for power. Historically, short dudes are great with power. So I relish. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By great, I mean disastrous. Yep. Well, you know, tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. Genovese, Genovese. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Abigail. Nice. (laughs) He wrote a very funny sketch and I walked directly up to him into his face, and I said, I want to do this. And he's like, all right, back off. And I was like, okay, thanks. So I sent his script to a dude named Blake Studwell, very, very talented director. And uh, yeah, that's just how it happened. So we shot it in Blake's garage, and it looks great, and it's very, very funny. Jackson Vance, who I wouldn't even call an acquaintance. I just hate that guy. (laughs) What a garbage pail of a man. Yes, we did it, and it was fun. It's really funny. The premise is that you're an agent of an adult film star. And I've never realized until I was watching that short how much you should be the agent of an adult film star. You were so great in that role. Yeah, my mom said that, too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll play a clip from Typecast. Oh, cool. That's fun. It better Um, be. I'm being typecast. As what? As a plumber? As a plumber. Baby, you're a f***ing plumber, so... How am I ever going to get respected as an actor if I only ever hit one note? Baby, people love you as a plumber, all right? Men and women love you as a plumber. You make money as a plumber. Yeah, but there's more to me than that, okay? I I went to Juilliard, for Christ's sake. For plumbing? No, for acting. I don't know what Juilliard is. It's an acting school. It doesn't matter. For plumbers. 
No, it's not for plumbers. It's for actors. I'll look it up. It sounds funny. Listen, okay, fine. Listen, I've got um, I've got a bunch of scripts here. I'm sure we can find you one that satisfies your needs. Big time actor scripts. Here we go. Creamy pizza pies. You want me to play a pizza delivery guy? No, they filled that part. I want you to play his best friend, who's a plumber. <laughs> All right, Chris, we are going to put you in the hot seat this week. We've asked you to send us a sketch that has not been produced. It's never been on stage, though it was filmed. Oh, okay. Was it? Yeah. I mean no disrespect to the lovely person who produced it, because it was a very late night shoot in a parking lot with there was rainy conditions. It just wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all have those in our back pocket, okay? It's as bad as the sketch, so it's not like I can say, oh, you tarnished my genius script. No, it's like... Mm. The production was as bad as the script, so, you know, I guess it all worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> what a great lead-in. Let's definitely read this piece for the writer's graveyard. This is called Date at the Drive-In by Chris Genovese. Genovese. Oh. Interior, Eddie's car, drive-in movie theater, night. Carmen and Eddie sitting up front. It's a date. (laughs) I gotta hand it to you, Eddie. Drive-in movie? Pretty classy second date move. I mean, dollar for dollar, this has to be the most romantic place in the city, right? Oh, hands down. And there's not even anyone else here. I mean, a girl could get ideas. All the cheese. But as they assume makeout formation... (gasps) Whoa. Did you hear that? Yeah, it sounded like an animal. It's okay, I'll protect you. Smooth, girl. She leans back in, when suddenly, Barry, in an unconvincing bear costume, emerges. Oh, it's a bear. block. Okay, hey, don't freak out. It probably doesn't even care that we're here. Barry ambles angrily up to Carmen's window and rocks the car. Oh, it definitely cares that we're here. Be calm, just breathe. We're fine. Bear sounds. <laughs> Wait, did it just say bear sounds? Hold up. Barry? No. I'm, I'm a bear. Bear sounds. Bears can't talk, Barry. Mm. Barry starts ambling over to Eddie's side of the car. You know this bear? It's not a bear. It's my ex. He's really convincing. He's... What? No. You're obviously not a bear, Barry. You're not even doing a roar. Off screen, we hear... Okay, that was convincing. There are encroaching bear steps. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's a real bear. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Let me in, let me in, let me in. It's me. It's, It's Barry. Eddie unlocks the car. Barry jumps into the back. Carmen and Eddie recoil at the odor that accompanies them. Oh, what the f***, Barry? And what the hell is that smell? It's bear urine. I was trying to be realistic. Ooh, nice touch. No, not nice touch. That's probably why there's an actual bear here. I'm Eddie, by the way. Pleasantries later. Let's just get out of here. The bear jumps on the roof. (gasps) It's on the roof. I'm calling the police. No! Don't hurt the bear! 
Yeah. I also may have obtained the barrier and illegally and, you know, my record. See, it's like why I broke up with you in the first place. Oh, shut the up. I'm still in love with you, Carmen. Ah. I was mad. I felt sad. Everything's just bad. The opposite of rad. I didn't know how to make things better, so I decided to make things worse. <laughs> Barry, you're in a f***ing bear costume. You're drenched in f***ing bear urine. We broke up. It's the best thing that ever happened to both of us. You gotta move on. Find someone nice, you know? Someone sweet. Like Eddie. I have sisters. I f***ed up, didn't I? Um, yes. Badly. I know how to fix this. <laughs> what? How? I'm going to lure the bear away. What? No. It probably just thinks I'm another bear. If I leave, it'll follow me. You guys will be free. Man, that's so brave. I can't let you do that, Barry. It's suicide. I already made up my mind. Goodbye, Carmen. DM me later if you want. Barry exits. The bear dismounts and follows. <sighs> it's working. Oh, it actually is. No, it definitely knows I'm not a bear. I think it's offended I even tried. Oh, it really doesn't like me, guys. Ah, he's eating my kneecaps. Why is he eating my kneecaps? That's like the least tasty part of me. This was a horrible plan. Oh, my God. He's leaving now. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. No, he's coming back. No, he's still mad about the bear costume, I think. He's not even eating me. He's just batting me around. He's really being a dick about it. Do something, please. It's weird that you guys are just watching this. What do we do? She looks. <laughs> the bear scampers off. Oh, my God. It worked. <laughs> we could have done that at, at literally any point. I just saved a man's life. I'm so attracted to you right now. <sighs> they immediately, uh, passionately start making out. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Poor <laughs> <Or> Leon. <laughs> is that what we would have heard if we had showed up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Throke. I'm sorry, Chris. This is a sweet moment or whatever. But when you guys get a second, I have no kneecaps. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> so stupid, I love it. Oh my it. gosh, Chris, that's so hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious and ridiculous. Thank you and so true. much for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> I can't understand what would have been bad about that. I want to watch that footage. I do too. I'll try to dig it up and send it to you guys. I yeah, can't please wait. do. They're not all going to work out. It's part of learning the craft, right? Uh-huh. This is true. Well, this one worked out in my book. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our guest, Chris Genovese, Genovese. for joining us today. Genovese. Molto bene. Make sure to check out the More Than Cousins show at Wild Heaven Brewery in May. For more information on More Than Cousins, check out MightyShorts.com.
We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Genovese.